ladies and gentlemen, my name is Manny. And my name is Brandon. And together we are... The Nerd, Nerd Live. Pod. Oh my god, I feel like we finally got that down. That's pretty good. About a year of doing this fucking show. Oh, there it is, sorry. First, First one right out of the gate. All right, sorry, I'm a little rusty right now. All right, Brandon, joining us right now, live right now from Granada Hills, California, is our very, very good friend. Alex Munoz. Alex. Manny, Brandon, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, allowing me to contribute. Hey, man, welcome yeah. to the show. Welcome to season two, man. This is your f- first guest of season two. I'm excited. Thank you so much. I mean, to be fair, it is only our second episode of season two. <laughs> but, you know, either way. Well, we, we didn't have uh, on the first episode, so. <laughs> Which is like, it felt like, it feels like three years ago. I mean, like, we recorded an episode and then, like, all this stuff happened. Um, including an election, which dragged on for it seems like the off season of the Mandalorian, and now we're <laughs> back. Um, Mando came back, so it felt like we need to talk about this because this, this show inspired the nerd lot to exist. Right. So, we started we started this show last November, and you know we were actually doing pretty good about like you know releasing a new episode every literally every week. We were on it. We were meeting up, and then lo and behold. Goddamn COVID happened. Yeah, and, I, mean, we, and we would, I would drive to your place and we would record like three or four episodes at a time. Yeah, um, a little game was... crap. We'd play a little game of grab ass and then we start recording and we were like, oh, but then it would roll around. <laughs> Sometimes you forget recording and I just drive home. And then we recorded, <laughs> no, but not before we were wrestled. <laughs> All right, Alex. Uh, like I said, Alex, thank you so much for being on tonight, man. I think we're going to, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about Mandalorian season two, episodes one and two ain't that right brandon that's right we're gonna talk about mando he is back the wee baby yoda is back all of the good fun characters Uh, he's dead unfortunately but um we can still say the child all creepy and weird like herner um we're gonna talk a little (laughs) bit about what we've been watching since we're all stuck at home continually we thought this was going to be a trend it is not <laughs> it's been no. happy so we just have to figure out what we've been watching um i'm sure you've exhausted all of the hulu amazon netflix whatever you have and xvideos.com <laughs> oh, yeah uh there's an endless list um and so we're, we're not going to talk about that uh, but we are going to talk about what you've been watching maybe with your family and, and if you watch Manny sit with your family, then you should find another podcast to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> we're not your niche. Don't, um, don't say QAnon on me now. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think having said that, uh, let's jump right into um, The Mandalorian. I, I just want to start by saying episode nine was just as good as episode, any episode in season one. I felt it was, and this was the first episode of season two, I thought it was great. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What, what have you guys' opinions of season uh, two been? Alex, I'll start with you since you're the guest. Um, it, it's it's fantastic. I mean, it just continues to build a world. Uh, some people I know have an issue with the fact that it's it's it doesn't seem to progress the story. I'm not putting it in the best way. You know what I mean? It's it's sort of these isolated individual episodes, right? There's a term for it which escapes me at the moment, oh, but wow. I. What is it? A uh, monster of the week? Yeah, there you go. Monster of the it's week. Very monster type of, of the week status. Yeah, but but I'm I'm okay with that because it gives you more insight into the character and what he's doing. And and the episode you mentioned, episode one of season uh, two, uh, was just absolutely fantastic. I mean, uh, Timothy Oliphant as the guest oh. star was so good. You know, when you see that armor, 
right? You see the helmet, the whole bit. It just immediately puts you in a place, takes you somewhere. And and the the way that that episode you know came together was was just so good. The action and and the story and the tie back to so many elements and pieces. Uh, the, the crate dragon, which I had to go back and read about, which I thought was somehow just uh, you know creation for this episode, was actually something that had been mentioned in previous you know uh, uh uh not shows but like in the clone wars i think they talked about it and and, and there were other elements in other places where it was part of the universe and now you're seeing it so i no. thought that was just phenomenal i want to chime in real quick it feels like favreau is like is if, if a nerd yeah. who loved easter eggs made a show yeah and it's like and all like the nerdy shows like us and all the other ones who uh, have videos and have rights and are showing like break breaking it down, like they don't have much to break down because or they have a lot to break down actually because Favreau is so detail oriented like to the T to yeah. to the jetpack to the to the um the damage in the jetpack uh to you know yes to the yes. reference to the Sarlacc pit and it's like you know these are little things that like as your Star Wars fan even if you're new or old you're catching on and saying like. Oh, okay. This is now it's pick like you say, you're they're building a world that is linking to a world you already know so well. Right. Yeah, they, they're definitely doing a good job of it as far as expanding. Um, of course, you know, back in the very first episode of season two, directed by John Favreau, we are immediately thrown back into Tatooine, right? Yeah. And we saw that desert, we knew exactly where it was. We were like, no, no, that is not Arizona. That is Tatooine, <laughs> right? Because there are two sons. But anyway, and then Ray came out and said, "I'm Ray Skywalker." No, right. no, that, well, oh, that didn't happen. <laughs> so we're so we're immediately thrown, so we're we're immediately thrown in back into the same world where the original trilogy first yeah. started, right? So we're there. We see a lot of uh, familiar characters, uh, right? Um, but you know, by the way, every time I see those little those little the guys, Jawas, yeah, yeah. I immediately think space boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and and you know, space balls. If you've never seen space balls, I hi- highly recommend you go watch it. Right. Stop this podcast and go watch it. It's a spoof on Star Wars. I mean, and I I I don't want to explain this anymore because I feel like I shouldn't. So we're immediately thrown back into that world, and then he goes back back into the small town, and you know, basically, there he's trying to. First, it, it starts off. The story starts off where he's trying to. He hears that that's where he's going to find information as to where he can find another Mandalorian. Okay, so he goes. He sees the bartender, and the bartender's like, "Well, I don't know. I hear there's one." He looks at the entrance. Immediately, we see the the silhouette, the outline. And you guys have seen that um that meme where it's Leo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he kind of like points at the screen. He's like, oh, right. Like the moment you see something, yeah. you just like jump up and you just be like point at the screen. That's exactly where I was. I, I pointed at the screen because I saw the outline. I saw that little antenna. Right. Yeah. And then I knew, goddamn, that's fat right there. Right. But then I'm like, he looks a little tall. So I kind of right away, I knew it's like, he's, he's not it. Right. He can't be. Nah, nah, nah. So right away. I give it to you that easy. That, right. Right, so we meet, immediately know. I, I feel like there was something off with the the costume. There was something off with the, the the uniform, and immediately we find out that it's not it's not a it's not Boba Fett, but it is Boba Fett's armor, mm-hmm. right? But it's Tim, Timothy Timothy Oliphant, and he's actually kind of like the marshal and of the town. 
And they explain in the story how he came across with the, uh, with Boba Fett's armor and that, like, he basically got it from some Jawas and he used that armor to defend the town because immediately when the empire fell, it's kind of like all these factions. It's kind of like in the kind of like in Mexico when yeah. a cartel leader falls, all these little factions try to move in and try to take over. So that's there's, there was like these group of guys who were trying to take over. And so the marshal, Timothy Elephant, uh, Elephant, Oliphant, he used the armor to defend himself to take on these guys. Right. But so anyway, so that's the story. So you kind of get the at first you feel like he is he a bad guy, but then you immediately find out that he's not. He's not. Right. So the story, of course, ends up going where he goes and teams up with Timothy Oliphant, the marshal. Because there is a giant goddamn like sand dragon, I guess, and you know who's terrorizing with terrorizing everything. So then, at some point, the um, so now we have Oliphant, we have Mandalorian, and what do you call those people? The uh, Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. yeah. The, so the Raiders, not the Raiders from Nevada, by the way, but <laughs> but just no. as just as dirty. Um, but anyway, they um, just as ruthless. Yeah. So they all team up. They all team up to take on this dragon. And the reason that the Mandalorian takes on help decides to help is says Timothy Elephant says, you know what? I will let you have this armor back if you help me with this. Right. Yeah, and that was like, well, and man was like, well, then I won't kill you and your people for this armor. <laughs> like, yeah, right. like, he was right. like, OK, I'll be nice here for and not right. kill you. Because so that, when, he, that, when he saw and I think you left out something really important. When he saw that armor pack, he was yeah. like, no. Well, remember, he came there trying to find a new Mandalorian. Right. That was his main mission. Then he saw the pack and he's like, that's my mission now. That's my pack. It needs to come with me. Like, that's how important it was to him. Yeah. You know, because. It's basically there's like, and there's literally also a monster of the week in this episode. <laughs> right. right. So but we know what that armor represents. We know what exactly, it is. Exactly. We 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 now know that that there is a possibility that Boba Fett uh, is somewhere, right? His armor's gone, but he's he could conceivably exist. We don't know. We find something out later, you know, later on in the episode. But his armor's there, so that immediately puts us there. The 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 the, the raiders that takes us back immediately to, you know, uh, Star Wars, right? Mm -hmm. To a new hope. So we're right back. We're right back in it. We're, we're connected and tethered back to those little elements that we know so well, but now we know a little bit more because what, how, how many of those appeared in, in, in that first episode, uh, e episode four, right? Two of them. Oh, am, am, am I mistaken? One or two? Not, not that many. Yeah. Right now, just, just now when he there's a whole world. The beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now there's like a whole clan of them with right. there and clearly they set up you understand them uh, yeah and mando understands them and we clearly set up because i you know I, i'll let you continue uh, your re synopsis like the episode ends with timothy's coming back he's gonna get in another episode oh, we're absolutely. gonna see him in another oh, episode yeah. you know there's no way this world this this tuscan raider um world is not it's it's gonna come back but yeah just go ahead finish your synopsis manny my bad so basically, that's it. That's the main story. Um, and then, like, I think what's beautiful about it, it's a very simple story, right? Kind of like the old um, uh, David Carradine uh, episodes of Kung Fu. Very simple stories, but what makes them great are basically all the little things that happen in between within the story. So one thing that really stood out about this. Let's have the cliffhanger ending, dude. 
Hmm? Yeah. Lift at the cliffhanger. Yeah, ending. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You have to. No, no, no. There's one thing I want to touch upon before we get into and nothing that. else happened. We should move on. No, there's something <laughs> big because it explains something. All right. It explains yeah. something. Now, oh, at, one point, at one point, the Mandalorian, he goes and gets himself swallowed by the dragon because they couldn't really do much to it because there's like armor around it. Right. Only a couple of weak spots in there. So the Mandalorian allows himself to be swallowed by this giant dragon. And with a bunch of like essentially like dynamite, right? So everybody's like, ah, shit, there goes the Mandalorian. He got swallowed by this giant dragon. But the Mandalorian uses his technology with like a, a electricity to escape the dragon out of the mouth, back out, and then blows up the fucking dragon, right? That to me is a big deal because if, if we're not going to get into that just yet. But if somehow Boba Fett made it out of the Sarlacc pit, it kind of gives you a hint as to how he could have done it. Yeah. yeah and it, even though he was swallowed, it, it could it, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's dead right away. Yeah. And it, it right? references the armor too, right? Because that best car yeah. armor, um, the, that the dragon was spitting like some fucking venom. Um, and it, it was just like doing nothing. It was just get wet. So, you know, maybe – Maybe they'll say uh, Boba Fett's armor is a like a child of Beskar, you know, where it's just as strong or equally as strong because Manny said there's a blueprint right there. Sarlacc eats Boba, dragon eats Sarlacc, Sarlacc melts down. Boba Fett crawls out of dragon with his I don't know. Uh, he got some magic crap on there somewhere. I don't know. So, but cl clearly there is a, a blueprint for him to live. Which leads to the very last shot of the show. Mm -hmm. Alex, who was that? Boba Fett. Or, or, so, uh, or so we think. Or so we think. So, so set it up. What, what do we see in that last scene? In that very last shot, the Mandalorian is out in the distance. He's, he's, he's obtained, he's obtained, they, they've blown up the dragon. He's obtained the armor. Shakes hands with the, the marshal and says, "Hey, thank you for your help. Maybe we'll cross paths, exactly. you know, sometime the down the road." Exactly. Right? Sets up the tease, gets on the speeder bike, and is speeding through the Tatooine desert. And there we see what? Who we think is Boba Fett? Right. Yep, we see. The we actor. see it. Now he's the actor who played Jango Fett, which was right. super key. Super key because you, you see you see a shadow, you, you see the exactly. silhouette, exactly. You, you see that he's looking at, at Boba Fett speeding off, like almost like I, I just missed it, right? I just I was almost there. Like maybe he was looking for it too. And then turns and faces the camera. And one very important piece, which I missed on first viewing, was that was that same actor that played Django Fett in in the uh, was Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah, exactly. We never we never see the we never see Boba Fett's face. No, but he Remember. is a clone of Jan he is a clone of Django, right. so we have to assume that he looks just like which him. Which one is it? Was it Episode One, Two, or Three? Which one was it? Where so Attack of the Clones? Attack of the Clones. We find out that all the clones are in fact clones of Django Fett. Well, and if right? you, if you and if you see all the, the stormtroopers, storm yeah, and if you if you see the Clone Wars, um, all of the clones. Are yeah, they're called clones, but yeah, they're all Rex, right? They all look like they're yeah. one a few Rexes, and right. but they're all they all look like Django exactly. So Django is the alpha, 
And Boba Fett is introduced as well. Boba Fett is a child mm. at that point, but it is implied that Boba Fett is a clone that Jango kind of took in and raised them as his own. Yeah. Right. So that's what it is. So the question for you is, was that Boba Fett or was it one of the many clones? I don't know. <laughs> well, there's, spe- there's speculation that he might be one of the other. Yeah. One of the other clones, a like Captain Rex, because if you, if, if you start reading a bit more into the series, they want to tie a lot of, uh, uh, uh Clone Wars mm-hmm. into into this particular show. And so, you know, there's a lot of characters there, one of them being Captain Rex. So conceivably, it could have been that one. But my argument against that is that only Boba Fett would have that attachment to that armor, right? Captain Rex was, was a trooper. Okay, I'm not saying he wouldn't care about it, but 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 Boba would know that's my armor. That's that right. that belongs to me. You know, why would yeah exactly why would rex care or why would he yeah. be like in that town um i i do think there's there's something that was left um like very subtly done like he had one of the tuscan raider weapons yes so i think and I, I saw this theory too online so i'm not gonna take credit for it but i agree with it that he's been living there as a tuscan raider um and he might have even had conversations with mando Ooh. you know i don't you don't you don't because yeah. you don't know i mean and so, like, you saw, like, if he's been living there, there's two things. He's either hiding out by himself, trying to get that weapon, uh, the armor back, trying to figure out how, or living among them, watching that armor closely, and now that it's gone, he's out. I don't know. Interesting. I think, I don't know, because if, if the code of the Mandalorian is basically, you have to get your armor back and keep going, right, and you cover up. Wouldn't he want to like go and cover up with his helmet like as soon as possible? Why wait so long? I don't know. I mean, you know, and those those are all like uh, obviously these are just like theories, and those are good questions to poke holes in them. Um, and your aunt, it could be well, it's not Boba, or that's why he doesn't care about his head, or it is Boba, and yeah. you know, and maybe once somebody else dons your armor, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows what these well, creeds well, are? The only re- <laughs> the only reason. The only reason I'm making a lot make it a lot more complicated than it has to be is that one thing we've learned, especially from the first season, is that we can't take anything at face value. They they don't yeah. make it that easy for us. It never is what we think it's going, or we never it never is who we think it is. Yeah. Right. Oh, so and that's a perfect segue. Let's let's go to the episode two because I think there is okay. some of that theme in this episode. All right, take it away. So this episode, um, when Manny told me and I asked him, hey, did you watch? He's like, yeah, it gives me um, return. Oh, no. um, What's it called? Episode five vibes. And I'm like, okay. And just because cold, very cold. Um, And also, if you do not like spiders, no, maybe watch this in the daytime (laughs) Uh, uh, because it can get creepy. But, you know, again, Mando has these tasks trying to find a Mandalorian um, and you know, this is an episode where you can say, or it dragged a little bit, or it didn't really advance the story that much, but there is a lot of key things that filled in. Like it, it's, like, it's like filling in background, which is, I don't know, to me is almost as important as moving the story along. Like once you find Mandalorians, it's like, then the story's over. Like, I don't want that to happen yet. I want it to drag out and fill us all this like back. Like, Cause for example, he goes and what's what's her name? The comedian, um, Amy Sedaris. 
Yeah. Um, and so he goes and visits her again. And talking about face value, I don't think we should take her at her face value either. Really? You know, no, I, I, I don't. Um, because, you know, he sends, she sends Mando with this, um, you know, she's infatuated with baby Yoda, who everybody is, right? Who, by the way, is becoming cuter. Like he's becoming more like a toddler. <laughs> and like, and my son is one years old. So he's making a lot of the same sounds, eating the same kind of shit. So I'm watching, I'm like, dude, this is like crazy. Except my kid doesn't have superpowers. Um, well, he does. He can fill up a diaper pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, so like he, another, this, I guess this episode was, take this toad woman and her babies to um, the next system over can't use hyperdrive. So it's just like a total, all right, well, some shit's going to happen. <laughs> you know, yeah. something's going to happen um, Two, I guess. Um, well, I guess there's um, X wings who are patrolling the outer rim, right? Which, essentially. Which is what I want to touch upon. In yeah. Bit. Right. Yeah. Like, and so they're patrolling and they find, they pretty much track Mando down saying, Hey, you know, who pretty much, what are you? What, what's your ship? What's going on here? Um, he bounces, evades them and then crash lands on this like rock surface, which falls beneath, which leads to this spider layer. And they have to escape before the spiders kill them all. Um, and baby Yoda eats some stuff. You know, he actually eats a lot of stuff in this episode. Yeah, um, and at some point he's eating things that he's not supposed to eat. I don't know, and just I, like my son does all the time. I actually yelled at the screen as a parent yes. would. Like, like, stop, like, dude. Like, stop. Will you stop eating that, you little like, Dude, we told you no. Don't you know what no means? And this is every parent here. Everybody, and, and everybody who's babysat had a young child around you, you know the pain. I, I think there was one thing I wanted to brief, um, mention, and then I'll flip it over to you guys. The most important thing in this episode to me was something that was so glossed over so quick. And I felt it was to me the, like so interesting is when baby Yoda was going into the toad lady's eggs, when he puts his face against the glass, they all went towards his face. I don't know what this means, but I think it's significant. And I think it's a key to baby Yoda's history. Maybe they, maybe Ooh. they're, maybe they're close with this frog family. Maybe they're on the same planet maybe they eat them and that's how I, I, I don't, but I think there's something there and that's, and that's where I'll leave it off. When I saw that, I, uh, because the, 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 uh, so the, the frog lady, right. Toad lady, the, the reason that she's on board is because they make a deal, right? Right. Right. They're right. traveling to this planet because her husband has, has set up mm. a home there and <laughs> the husband claims that they're Mandalorians there. So as part of the deal, she's hopping a ride. And so she's got all her tadpoles in this big jar. They look like pickled eggs. Yeah, really. And 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 at that part right there, the 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 scene that you're referring to, I thought that it was a force that that was calling the there was a, the, there was a rumbling, a little bit of yes, rumbling. right. That he was Maybe. he was pulling them. But I but I also thought the same thing you just thought and, and, that and, somehow and they're so. intertwined. So, yeah, I mean, I felt the force was like a the, the low hanging fruit there. I'm hoping I'm th I'm throwing um. Hoping for the grand slam, like I yeah. found the key. I found the key, but I, yeah. I think there's something there. I do think it's probably the force. You're probably right, but I do feel there's a connection there. Maybe it's the same planet. Maybe he's gonna get. Maybe he's gonna come find her uh, because he's trying to find. Really, the whole goal here is to place Baby Yoda back to other adult Yodas. By the Everybody. way, full disclosure: Brandon, myself, and Alex. 
we're full aware that that is not baby Yoda. All right. <laughs> it's real technical term for it is the child. All know, right. I, I saw sure. Facebook. I, I read an article on Facebook and I think it's baby Yoda. <laughs> but, but until, all right, calm down. All right. You're not your 80 something year old grandmother reading bullshit on Facebook. All right. But until they officially tell us what the fuck it is, yeah. we'll also refer to it as baby Yoda. All right. Sure. Even though we know that is not baby Yoda. All right. So don't give a shit. Don't write to us about this because I don't want to even fucking read. All right. So that said, continue. I mean, you can write to us. I, 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 I'd read it. I, I welcome it. But well, you, you will. But for me, unless it's nudes, I don't care. And well, how do we turn from there, Alex? I, <laughs> I, I, I don't. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> I, I told you. I, I damn. I damn told you. I said. Brandon is the guy who leads the conversation. He yeah. creates outlines, and I just come around and just shit on everything. If Manny was in a boat, he'd just be spinning. And so I, <laughs> I add the second oar to help help us guide, help guide us. <laughs> exactly. No, no, you 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 you've said it perfectly. And and I thought there was a lot of things about this episode, right? So again, monster, kind of a monster of the week, right? Literally a monster of the week. They crash land on this ice planet. Which you know takes us back to to episode five. It, it feels very much the same way. There's it's there Hothi, you know yeah yeah, yeah Hathi and then and then the it, it gets damaged and they have to get you know repair. But in in the repair, you know baby Yoda goes on an adventure and basically uncovers this this pit of of spider eggs. Starts to eat one of these damn things. Like most kids, you're not supposed to eat you know just something you find. Uh, as you were saying earlier, and then and then it begins. Spiders start to hatch. The teenage spiders start to come out. The big mm. mama spider creep me the hell out. I was like, "Yep, so this gross. is a part. I don't like this. I don't like this at all." That it, reminded me of Aliens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, aliens and Harry exactly. Potter and, and 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 so many ties and the way they moved and everything else. Yeah, the scene with like there's certain like where you're trying to close, and that's every horror yes. movie, right? Where you're trying yes. to close the door, and all of them are trying to like, and it's just like, ugh. <laughs> but but one, one 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 thing prior to that, which which I which the whole reason they crash land on this is Mando is trying to get away from the two Tie Fighters because he's flying through space, he's just cruising along. I think and the these two right. fighters come up, yeah, and say, "Hey, basically, we're checking in on you. This is a new Republic now. We want to know if you're Imperials." And Mando, being who he is, is like, "Look, I can't really you know give you and, and fill you in on who I am." And so they, 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 the chase begins. But I thought that part was interesting in that these guys are now basically the cops. They have taken over a particular role in this universe, in this space now. And so we know that they're actively hunting and searching out Imperials. So yeah. I thought that was kind of an interesting, you know, bit to, to, to the universe and the world yeah, that, that, that exists. It's true. Because really we, one, thing, one thing I always wondered was like, well, all these guys are trained for battle. What happens to them afterwards? So they just go back to Endor and just like find a wife and just like Ewoks? Yeah. I mean, they have all this like. Sorry, Ewoks. We're just going to leave you in. No. Yeah, like, you know, do, do they. Thanks for all your help. They, what do they do? They don't just go back to their caves and just like start <laughs> families and shit. No, they're out there, you know, because even though they, the Death Star fell, they're still active Imperial Army. Like, you know, like there's. You said all the little they, hubs. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. Just yeah. like. Just like you know, those stories well, about all those, all those uh, first order started right after all, this, all right? those, uh, right? 
Yeah, right. all, all those Japanese uh, 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 soldiers who are left on islands who had no idea that the war even ended, right? So I, I feel like there's a lot of uh, a lot of those imperial. Man, they're taking a while. Yeah. So, <laughs> and keep in mind that this is only technically maybe about three or four years. Five years. Yeah. Five it's, years. It's, it's, so I, I looked it up specifically because of this episode. How long after? And it's five years after yeah. the events of Return of the Jedi. So. Wait. Yeah, and by the way, and one of the one of the uh, fighters in the X Wings, a shout out to uh, he's the dad from King's Convenience, which is a funny show right. on Netflix. So now, I'm reckon, huge Star Wars fan. So this is pretty cool that Star Wars fans are coming into the show and becoming. It's it's so dope. Shout out to Favreau, man. That's so dope. One yeah. thing one thing that I geeked out on was the um, whenever you heard the dialogue from the 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 pilots on the X Wings. Hmm. It's the audio quality, the recording quality was yeah. very similar to that of the recordings back in the 70s, yeah. you know, the 80s. Yeah. That's still semi, even even their speech patterns, very like 70 ish actors. Right. I thought that was a great detail there. Even the guy's mustache. It was very like 70. Well, he's one of the that. guys from the original series, too. Was and he was in Por last season, too. Was that yeah. Pork? Was that Porkins? I think so. No, 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 it's, no, no, it's, no. It's 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 Dave no. Filoni, who's one of the right, uh, right. producer. Uh, producer oh, that's of the, uh, that's, the show. That's right. That's right. So yeah. Filoni was actually in. La yeah, that's, that's he is the mastermind behind this. Um, yeah, and he but looks I, so I different feel, in that helmet. I feel like that pilot was supposed to be supposedly somebody that we saw back in Return of the Jedi, though. Somebody like a little more in, like that was actually involved in that. In, in, there, I think there was that, an and and you know and now it oh, escapes sure. me, but it's it. I think there was in season one uh, where there was an actual person from um the tr main trilogy. Yeah, this is Filoni, which is why he looks familiar to me. Yeah, okay. So thanks, right. Alex. There's that. I thought that was. We'll have our team fact check it, which and our team by our, by our team, <laughs> I, I mean us. By the way, <laughs> one one thing that I appreciate about this uh this the, the this show is that they usually bring in really really good directors to direct each yeah. episodes, right? Yeah. John, John Favreau, the guy. I mean. I wasn't a fan of the Lion King remake nor the Jungle Book movie. I I mean, I just uh, I just wasn't a fan. But there's no denying that the guy knows how to he knows story structure. He knows how to make movies. OK, so John Favreau, for the most part, if he's going to make a movie, it's going to be good for the most part. He, he directed the first episode, but he brought on a bunch of people to do like, you know, different things. The including I can't wait to see the, the episode that Robert Rodriguez did because Robert Rodriguez came in. And, you know, I, I bet you anything I can put down five bucks on that right now that at some point the titty twister is going to be on Tatooine. Okay. So <laughs> then Cheech, if Cheech Marin and Machete <laughs> appear in one of these episodes, oh. so much. For, for back sure, to, Machete back, is right. appearing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Machete, oh, for sure. Machete in space. Get down from your ship. <laughs> let, me, let me rip up this wormhole for you. <laughs> yeah, you know, that. what better way to introduce Mexicans into this, right? Finally. That's true. Yeah, I, I guess this is a future so far Somebody away. Had all, had the, all the Latinos have died out. Star. Somebody had to build that Death Star, right? Come on. They never showed people who were actually building it. You know, it's goddamn well that it was my people. Oh, man. People were, my people were flown in from Mexico into a galaxy far, far away. To they're, they're the only ones that could build it that fast and that cheap. And that there's, cheap, uh, right? there's no way. That's, that's the only it, way it could get and, done. And if they get blown up, a lot of people are not going to cry over it. 
That's but, true. I mean, I may, they could have got some Egyptians okay. too. The, the classic so, Egyptians, you know, the pyramid builders. Not like <laughs> I, I don't think I think anybody today could, except aside from Manny's people. All right. So <laughs> that went back to the director from that second episode. It was in fact directed by Peyton Reed. Damn now right. I know, I know. At first glance, the name is people. It's not going to pop into your name. It's not like a big time known name. However, this guy is no, uh, you know, rookie when it comes to filmmaking. Uh, he did two of my. He's done several movies that I very much enjoy. He directed the first Ant Man. Mm. He he directed Ant Man and the Wasp, but. Believe it or not, he dude actually went ahead and directed movies like uh, Bring It On. <laughs> oh, of course, a classic man, one of man's hey, favorites. It is what it is, but yeah. well made, right? Well, I mean, he look, did, and, and he did the, the breakup. We're both good. He did oh, Yes yeah. and with good. Jim Carrey. Uh, he directed a few episodes of The New Girl. Um, let's see. He's he's you know the so, guy. The guy knows how to he knows how to make something. And to be honest, like when you said Robert Rodriguez, you know, you would think that this would kind of be an episode up his alley, right? With the horror and and mm. you know, and the but maybe not the spider so much, but like it's just this this is good for Peyton Reed, I felt like. And maybe he, you know, he's got his like, I'm done with ants, let me move on to spiders. Maybe that's where he's going with this. Like, what insect movie will I direct next? You know, who knows? Well, you understand that, like, you know, this episode because of him. He, that guy, you already know, if you watch Ant-Man and Ant-Man of the Wasp, you know there's a level of action, urgency, uh, suspense, mm -hmm. but comedy as well. So yes. there's every all of that in between, right? So I think, um, and, and you know, you, you do see a lot of like idiosyncrasies, like little details between, um, about the characters and, you know, um, especially the interaction interaction with the characters between him and baby Yoda. Like, I feel like you really get a sense that Mando has taken more of a father role with, with the child. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, that's one thing that I feel. So even though it feels like, yeah, you know, there's a, all these monster of the week episodes are filler and all that. I feel like while they're dealing with these new situations, it does build on their character. Yeah. Of course, right. it does, of it course. does well, develop. It does and, develop. It so it's not a total waste. No, and remember, this show is not about the monsters. This is not about. This is about baby Yoda and Mando. It is, and that's yeah, sure. it. About, and, and that's really journey. it. Exactly. It's about their journey. and their connection to each other, and and this bond that they're growing. And you know, it was really about Mando, right? The first episode, and then all of a sudden, we all bought in to watching the tales of a Mandalorian post episode six and we're all like yeah this sounds dope then all of a sudden at the end of episode one we're like okay this means so much more now because of the wee baby yoda and like it's just it, it i don't it i don't need i just want to know what this child is going to do like right. i just want to see him grow and you know see him graduate high school <laughs> no, <laughs> no like it's fascinating to see like because you know like there's clearly a growth period where it's going to be a rapid accelerated growth mentally yeah. for this creature. Right. And what episode is it going to be? Is it going to be this season? I don't know. I mean, it's where's his next fireball going to come from? Like when's his next cute moment where he eats another baby? I don't know. Like, all that's, right. That's what's dragging me. So that said, how, how much do you think they can stretch out this storyline? How many seasons do you think they're going to go for? Well, I think he finds, 
his his journey is completed at episode eight, in my opinion. But I think there's obviously going to be another season. But I think he reaches either he finds Mandalorians or he finds a potentially where Baby Yoda's planet is, but they're no longer there. You know, one of those things. That's my guess. Right. What do you think, Alex? I, I mean, you know, strictly from a monetary perspective, oh, the company wants the Mandalorian to go on and on and on, right? This, this particular franchise. Well, and they've already talked about, they've already talked about taking certain characters that are introduced and have, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, or, you know, become very popular or talked about and giving them their own spinoffs. They've already talked about bringing in some characters from, from the Clone Wars and, 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 and incorporating them into, into this show, which, which is something, which is another topic that I want to talk about in just a second, but in terms of Baby Yoda, uh, you know, I, I, I think I think you got a while because because Brandon, to your point, it's it's just like a child in those steps, right? When when their first words, when there's certain activities that that, that they take on, certain milestones, that's going to be the same thing with Baby Yoda. As we see Baby Yoda's powers grow, you know, how are they going to incorporate that into the show and in, in the things that Mando has to has to ultimately do? Right. And, and I mean, and to not see the baby Yoda character on screen, I think would be would be very difficult, you know, for, for the show in general. So so I, I think it's going to I think it's going to be a while. But I was reading a great review today about the, the comparison between episodes two and one. And the big difference in episode two is Mando did not have effectively a, a, a sidekick that he could talk to. Right. Because both the toad lady. And Baby Yoda, although he communicates with them, the, the, it, it, there's not a direct communication, if you will, like the like the interaction that he had with with the marshal in Episode One, right? So, so the conversation uh, or, or was about going forward. Are they going to possibly introduce a character that will fill that role that will be the bridge between? Uh, uh, Baby Yoda and 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 and, and Mando. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yep. Like I said, a, a, like a how, sidekick. Like, like uh, how the robot was able to bridge. Exactly, the, exactly, know. exactly. You know, bring back, bring back the what is it? T one eighty eight or T eighty eight? I believe it was. You know, have have more of those episodes, like uh, where you have the marshal or 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 characters similar to that. But but I thought that was a very good point because you're limited in terms of what you can see from Mando. Right, he keeps his helmet on the entire time. Now the actor who voices him. A very charismatic character, a lot of personality. Certainly, we you know we know him from Game of Thrones, uh, uh, but but here you 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 have got you you've got a limit. You can only go so far with the character, and right. and 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 you know developing and showing its emotion or his emotion, etc. And they do a good job of camera angles with to capture emotion because that's it, it, they do a really good job. You're right; it can only go so far because like a helmet can't give you a facial expression that you may, you know, kind of adding on that. I think man, the Pedro Pascal, and I think he does such a great job at communicating emotion at showing emotion, even though you never see his face, but it's in the way he tilts his head Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and his pauses between words. I think you, 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 you capture a lot through that. Like the way like somebody will ask him a question and he just kind of like tilts his head a little bit 
you know, like you based on the way that he tilts his head, you kind of know that it's like, you know, kind of like on the happy side, on the sad side, on the pensative, like, you know, on pensive side, like it just you, you, you do see a lot of emotion based on even though you never see his face or yeah. and he says very little. Well, his voice is also like very disconnected, right? Yeah. From it, it's it's like through a machine robotic behind a helmet. Yeah. And well, and we and we know it's and we and as an audience we know as we know it's VO. So it's even more disconnected because maybe Pedro's probably not even talking when he's actually acting or maybe he is but you, you know. So there's they do a really good job of connecting it. You know how how disconnected it could be and by camera angles and the zoom ins on Mando's helmet like it's like, sure it's 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 really good um but yeah you're right there is going to be and maybe it's baby yoda talking more maybe it's you know um clearly there's going to be a mischievous dynamic of uh, baby yoda here yes. and um you know he's already been doing that already with eating things he or putting things in his <laughs> mouth like with season one right with the uh, the knob so he's evolved into eating um babies of species that we don't care about in the star wars universe god damn baby yoda's a cannibal man now, yeah it is right <laughs> now hey um so uh, let's um i think and uh, you have anything to add on the episodes i think i think we're at a pretty good point um and obviously we're just curious to see where it goes no i feel like i feel like we did a good job at pretty much covering everything i think uh just touching upon everything i mean keep in mind these are only well the first episode was about 50 minutes long and uh, i found that out by the way because you guys, I know for a fact, you guys wait a couple of days before you watch these things. Me and my wife, we are up at midnight on Thursday night waiting for the new episode to drop and we watch it right now. So Friday night um, last week, we stayed up. I had no idea that that thing was going to be like 55 minutes long. I was like, oh, crap. It's like one o'clock in the morning. And then finally we go to sleep and all that. And then the uh, and then on Friday, you know damn well that everybody out here in Los Angeles was up all night anyway since Thursday night. Nobody slept well all damn week. <laughs> Every I think I got my report on my iPhone today that my 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 screen time was up like twenty eight percent. Twenty percent for me. Yeah, twenty eight percent compared to last week. You mm -hmm. know because. Every 10 goddamn minutes, you know, we were looking at election results, the numbers, were they changing, were this, just keeping an eye on whether or not states were going to turn colors and all that. Yeah, yeah. We could not sleep. We could not goddamn sleep. And at night, I would just sit there, sitting up in bed, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm up already. I might as well watch something. And then, no, I would just stare at my goddamn phone <laughs> at the same page on Associated Press. But I did manage to sneak in the second episode on Friday. So, you know, I think, I don't know. I, 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 in all that chaos that we were going through this last, this whole week, Mandalorian episode two really did a good job at pulling me away from any of all that nonsense. Even if it was for about 40 minutes, right? Yeah. yeah. Mandalorian in such chaotic times that we're in right now in the turmoil that we're in right now, it is such a good show and it's so effective and really giving us that escapism that we yeah. so need right and, now. And, you know, it just goes to the core values that every person has, um, regardless of what you vote for or whatever, right? This show is going towards like a family value. Like this episode is really about like 
values, sticking to what, um, like an honor code and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you know, and look, the frog lady was all her main goal was protecting her species, protecting her kids. Right. And now Mando's really his goal is like protecting this baby and who's not so much a baby anymore, but like, it, it's pretty cool to see these values that we all can share. And as, as, you know, caretakers for young people. It's it's cool to see these values on yeah. in fantasy, like in yeah. fantasy lore. Right. Like it's not even like, and this is like we're talking, we're spending an hour and a half talking about like something that's not even real, but it also <laughs> is real. But it's like very, but it's very real. The values it's, are real. It, it's, well, it's relatable. I think very relatable, even though it's yeah. based in a galaxy far, far away. And it's one hundred percent real. It's super real. You know, but I think <laughs> my my biggest takeaway from this is now that I think. Uh, from this show is that you are only as good as your word. Right. And Mandalorian really teaches us that and saying like, well, he lives by this honor code that if he says he's going to do something, he has to, and then Yoda looked at him too. Like, yo, like you're going to do this. Like you're yeah. going to, you're going to bitch out or what? Like, and, and look, <laughs> and it also like your kids are always watching you. Um, always watching. Always. And you always yeah. have to do what's right in front of yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So let's let's move to this. Okay. What have you guys been binge watching right now? Or what have you guys been watching a new show? Alex, I'll start with you. You are a guest. Anything for the audience that you could recommend that you've been watching that you rec- that you like? Yes. There have actually been two shows that I've started watching, uh, both on Netflix. One is The Queen's Gambit. Mm, just uh, came out. Yes, just came out. Fantastic show. Great show to binge. I think we're looking at eight episodes. Tells a story of a young girl that's orphaned, uh, I believe, around the age of six or seven. She goes to this is in the 1950s. She goes to a a home for 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 orphaned girls and there she learns how to play chess. And it turns out that she is an absolute genius when it comes to playing chess. She can see the the game, the board in in her head. And, and she has that level of intelligence and understanding that, you know, few possess. And the show just takes us through the story of her as she learns the game, as she becomes a competitor, uh, as she goes through the challenges, but also the, the turmoil that exists in her life and, and the people trying to take advantage of, of, of her gift as unfortunately often happens with people like this, with child prodigies. But the show itself is very well done. You do not have to be a, a fan or even understand the game of chess. It, 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 is, it is just a well done stylistically. It's a fantastically done show. But, but it's interesting because the, the, the moves that this character makes in her life almost are reflective of the game of chess, right? Of course, right. Thinking five, six moves ahead, right? Uh, and, and, and sometimes making that wrong move it's impossible to get out of, but it's a, it's a great show. Very well done. Uh, fantastic actors. Uh, the other show that I've, that I've been watching, I believe is also on Netflix. It may be Amazon prime. And it's, I always mention that because you never know who's got what it's a show. Uh, Simon Pegg. It's called the truth seekers. Ooh, um, Simon Pegg. Yeah. 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 Now he plays a very small role in it. His, his, his buddy, uh, is actually the one that has the, 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 is one of the main characters on uh, Nick, Nick Frost. Nick Frost, yeah, yeah. Nick sure. Frost. He <laughs> is a cable television repairman uh, in England who is also on the side a paranormal investigator. 
he takes on a new apprentice in the cable installation who unwittingly becomes his partner in, in this paranormal investigations. And it's, it's played for laughs, but it also has some really, really genuine scares. Really oh. fantastic and, and yeah, really they, well done. They like their horror, don't they? Those guys. They do. They do. They really like their horror. So those are the two, those are the two shows. There's a couple more, but we can save that for another time. But those are the two shows that I've started watching that uh, very different shows, but uh, you know, very, uh, you know, you can get into right away. Uh, Queen's Gambit, I think is about a 45 minute episodes. Whereas the truth seekers, it's, it's closer to 30 minutes. So depending on what you're in the mood for, um, you know, there's there's two good choices in my opinion. Nice man, that's really yeah. I'm, I'm obviously with Netflix. Um, as soon as you pop on Netflix, you're going to promote their new shows. So I've seen the Queen's Gamut, and I have seen people talking about it. So definitely, um, I think that's going to be on my watch for sure. Um, Manny, have you seen any of those? Well, no, I haven't, and I've seen the Queen's Gamut. Like you know, it keeps popping up in like you know new shows and more shows you may like. But I got I have a confession to make. I, I that actress Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah. I can't stand her fucking face, man. No, it's not a, it's not a confession. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm not saying. I thought you were going to say fuck. like, "Oh, I loved it." No, I'm right. not. I'm not it's saying. Like, no, I hate her. I'm not saying she's not a good actress. I'm not saying she's not beautiful. But there's just something about her face I just can't stand. You know, you sometimes there's these actors, or she's she just looks like a brat. You she know, has what a I, Snow White face. Yeah, she looks like know, she should be the evil queen. And I, and, I, and I remember her from I think it was uh, was it Split that she was in? Oh yes. yeah, yeah, she was in Split. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Split. Oh and yeah, yeah, she was. I loved her performance. I she did well in that, and I love the movie and all that. But it's just something she just seems like a fucking brat. And like, <laughs> and, and there, there, there's all these like uh, big fans of her on Twitter and all that. They're always posting pictures about her, and I'm like, ah, fuck off. Uh, but <laughs> that, yeah, I don't know. I just can't. I, I don't know. I can't do it. But as far as like binge watching on shows, we're all about you know, inclusion here. Yeah, I yep. think, uh, uh, you know, I haven't really been watching anything this week. This whole week has been just consumed by the elections. And uh, and I think, uh, you Big know, tapper. And, <laughs> and the fact that Halloween time just ended, like just like the week before. So that whole entire month, my whole life was just consumed by horror movies. And then this whole week, everything has just been consumed by the elections. So I haven't really been looking up anything. We, I meant to start some stuff, but I just didn't get around to it. However, however, going into spooky stuff and not Los Spookies from HBO Max that Alex recommended some time ago, which you should check out, by the way. I think very you good. So um, but there I was digging. I was searching through like, oh, you know, you start scrolling through Netflix and I, I saw this uh, show, and it's just simply called Supernatural. No, not not no. I'm sorry, uh, Paranormal. It's called Paranormal, mm-hmm. and it's a scripted show. And I I'm not sure what language it is. I didn't really because I didn't really get a chance to look at too much. I think it might either be like an Arabic or Farsi, um, but it it has to do with this guy who um, can see ghosts, and he goes ghost hunting, and and everything like that. But he's also like haunted and everything like that. But one thing I, I like about foreign horror movies is because, you know, like everything we get in the United States as far as horror movies is based on Judeo-Christian uh, 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 beliefs and, and fears and all that. So Paganism, I like them, of course. Yeah. So I, I want to be able to watch that and kind of like, you know, it kind of taps into like the how they perceive like the afterlife yeah. and supernatural and all that sort of stuff. So that I think that's I think as soon as we're done with this tonight, I'm going to go ahead and watch the first episode of that of Paranormal. Well, watch the trailer for it when you get a chance. And I think, I think, I think that might be Alex, you especially might be right up your alley. 
You know, man, you, you bring up a good point about how, how different uh, uh, peoples see, you know, themes like horror, like revenge, like love, etc. Uh, the, the, the Japanese uh, horror movies are, are great. Uh, I, I love uh, I, I love those. I think they're even better watching them. Uh, the, the, the Japanese versions of things like uh, uh, the, the Ring. Uh, there was a, another film who it escapes me at the moment. The Grudge, right? Uh, the is Grudge. One? The Grudge. Yeah, fantastic. But in, in in Japanese culture, for example, the the ghosts are not seen are not seen as happy. Like oh, Casper or. <laughs> Hey, we're here to to, no, to help you out and do something. They, they, you did something bad in in life, and and now you're you're paying that price. Yeah. And if you, and if you get haunted, if if, if somebody's after you, it, you're shit out of luck. It is not one of those things that you can get them off of you. They they are going to ch- chase you down yeah, you until they get you. And you can't pray it away or not. right. No, no right. You can't move. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Can you imagine like being a spiritual demon? Like, <laughs> crap, they moved. They moved. Oh, I came <laughs> home one time and they're gone. They're no longer here. What will I do? Why oh, is that well. my one my one flaw is that I can't leave this place? But I love the point that you make about how it, 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 this this show being you know a, a foreign show. What is their take on 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 the paranormal? How do how do they see it? How do they view it? Right. right. So, so kind of like just really quick. I know we're going like a little over time, but that's fine. really quick. I, we haven't released uh, a podcast uh, like in two weeks. Like, uh, on, on Sunday nights, on Sunday nights, just before I go to sleep, I, um, there are two YouTube channels that I follow. One is uh, Nuke's Top 5. And Nuke's Top 5, he'll do like top five scary videos not to watch before you go to bed or something like that. <laughs> and you're like in top, bed. Perfect. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> like, top, or top five scariest TikTok videos or top no, five. Videos. No, no, no. And, 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 uh, and then the other channel uh, is by this guy called Sir Spooks and similar things, similar format and all that. But uh, the way that they present it is very, it's, it's kind of different. Right. Um, but, you know, you watch all these like videos about um, ghost hunters and it's always like ghost hunters, like, you know, like real footage, supposedly people, people catch on tape or audio and all that. And it's very interesting. And take it as a like with a grain of salt. Right. Well, take it with a grain of salt. Right. I always see all this stuff for the sake of storytelling and entertainment. And I guess a part of me somehow believes it a little bit. Right. But for more for entertainment value. Now, one thing that you will see about these and I promise there's there's a reason I'm bringing bringing this up. You know, oh, there better be. And, and the, <laughs> what we're what we're talking about, as far as different cultures, is the reason for that is because they will show how Americans react to ghost sightings versus how, like, let's say they react in China or how they react in the Middle East, right? So, uh, in 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 the United States, these fools will go into a supposedly <laughs> place. I'll be like, show yourself. I'm not afraid right. of it. Moves shows zero, right shows zero and, respect and, to the spirit, and, right? And, right. And, and literally, the moment that something moves in the room, they run out yelling like little bitches, right? <laughs> you, you're there because you want to see something and you get spooked and run right away. And China, their approach is a little bit different. In China, is in order to defend themselves from evil spirits, is that you're supposed to yell and curse at the spirit. You're mm. so. So when they're ghost hunting, you hear them like yelling, like shouting profanities at these spirits, but they do it, but they kind of still go towards them. If the door moves, they run towards the door and they try to like slam it open to try to find something. In the Middle East, 
there's like the biggest demons that they have. I guess they're called um, jinns, right? They call them as jinns. And in there, in there, in there, in when they're ghost hunting in those, they're praying the entire time. So like, oh, bismillah, bismillah, you know, like they're they're praying, you know, they're constantly praying, praying, praying. But they run towards whatever's happening. They run towards it. If something slabs in front of them, if something moves, something is thrown to them, they run towards it. If they see something, they run towards it. Like they take it on. So going back to what we're talking about, horror movies from different cultures and all that, it's way different approaches, right? So yeah. that, that's why I like to see horror movies from different cultures just to see how they take on these topics. And and which leads to another point, you like the Japanese horror movies, and there's a reason that they don't really work that well when they do the American versions, when they do remakes, because that kind of horror over there doesn't necessarily translate to the fears that we have over here right? or how we perceive ghosts and vegetal spirits or what have you, right? So that's it. That's the end of my rant. No, that's true. And it, by the way, we even make seeing cast for make a comeback in commercials. Like we make marketable ghosts, not like yes. real ghosts that actually kill people or haunt people or have like real purpose. Um, um, I've always wanted to see a ghost, but really I don't because it's something you probably don't really want to experience. Um, well, one thing that I've been wanting to do, and I've been wanting to do this for a long time is because, well, me, my personal experience, I've, I, I think we should have done like a Halloween episode, but they, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, they, I've, at least I believe I've seen some things and, you know, heard, seeing and heard things. And I've, you know, at least I believe it, like the way that I perceive it. I'm a, I, we can have know, a spooky episode. Yeah, I mean, I'm down know, with that. You, we don't you know, have to have it for Halloween. Yeah. You, yeah. You know, you know me, man. I'm, I'm a very logical person. I'm very like set in reality and all that, but some shit you just can't explain. And one yeah. thing, I've, and one thing that I've always wanted to do was literally going like, ghost hunting with like equipment and all that sort of thing. I've done that. You've done that. I've done that. Diane used to, uh, used to do it. She still has all of her, uh, equipment. Uh, and, and I actually, we did that, uh, hospital. They've turned it into, uh, either condominiums or, or housing for, uh, like convalescent home housing, but it was a hospital. I believe it's in Boyle Heights. I can't think of the name. Uh, it, it was a hospital that was built oh, in the turn of the oh, century. I know uh, what you're talking about. Oh, Boyle Heights, yeah, yeah. Vista, Vista, or something like that. I, I think it's called. Where it's like it's just like it got so bad as far as like the way, like the quality of the care that people were just dying all the time. I know and, you're. I think I know like the hospital. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I I, I remember somebody's talking about this not long ago. Yeah. I know which one you're talking about? I went on one on an investigation with her, and it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, you know, I am so down on going into one of these things. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's it, it was intense. The, the the backstory of why the hospital was there, uh, the haunting. Richard Ramirez, when he was on the run from the cops uh, in that summer of 80, was it 85? He actually spent time there. That's what it was, one of his hideouts. You know, it just adds to the story, adds to the legend. But being in there, there was there was a heaviness to the place. And, and I, and obviously part of that is, you know, your mind and, and, and everything else that it, that it plays on you. But, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that more sometime. No, we should. It's called Linda, Linda Vista community hospital. That was it. That was it. Linda Vista community hospital. Yeah. I, I say we go visit it. And once we're done, let's go get some tacos. 
We boil hot that <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. If we survive, we can get some no, hot no, tacos. I'm serious, man. I'm serious. Uh, I know. I know. I've always wanted to do it. It doesn't have to be a hospital. Like it doesn't have to be like an insane asylum or whatever. There's plenty of stuff that we can go do, investigate for a few that, hours. That's well. Go, go do it just, just for the sake of it. And we can do it and maybe come back on and do an episode and like uh, share audio that we caught or, or just talk about our experiences. That would be, we'll, we'll, we'll chat about this one for sure. Um, I, I think to, to come back full circle, two shows that I recommend, we went to hot and we went to hot and land for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I love this show and I can't stop watching it. It's the great British baking show on Netflix. Oh, wow. I love it. I love it. It's so great. What and is the fascination? What is the it, fascination with that show? Um, it's just che- it? it's cheesy and it's just heartwarming to me. Like even if it is scripted, you know, like um, and it's something that I, I can watch. Like, am I going to watch it over Mandalorian? No, nah. mm. no. Um, but is it something that I could watch with my wife and we can enjoy it and see people okay. like mess up cooking like under crazy bizarre circumstances? Like, yeah, I to me, yeah, it's a gimmick, but I I, I enjoy it. So don't, don't I feel. And, you like you like no and i feel like look i don't go into it with crazy expectations like if i go into a fast and furious movie i'm not going to get out of it disappointed because i know what i'm watching like i know what i'm watching with the great british baking show and it's fun like it's just a fun little baking show where british people are not even really that good at baking that's my <laughs> that's my philosophy whenever i watch little people porn oh god but also like i exactly, I, I think i know exactly what i'm getting like I think the contestants are wholesome, what they appear at least. Um, the American versions are just—they're so just like, just so out of touch at this point, at least to me. This yeah. one, I don't know—it's it, cool. Um, and I started watching Shit's Creek. I haven't seen it before, oh. um, and it's pretty funny. Um, I just watched on season two. It has some dry moments, that is for sure. Um, but you have to understand the levy's humor, I guess. Nice. Um, and there's massive uh beetlejuice vibes from the mom in that show mm. hard yeah. yeah exactly and you know she was in beetlejuice um so i know manny's already like pitching a tent just because i said the word beetlejuice and i said it three times that he might appear in <laughs> dreams um so yeah those are two sh- i mean shit's creek is cool um and yeah the ba- baking show is is fun but i it's definitely um if, it's more of like a brainless show like yeah. that's in right now it might be one of the best things you can do right now is to shut off your brain and not like think about things yeah man that that works that's the best thing i think nowadays especially this year this year is not done with us and no. uh you know we just kind of have to find entertainment wherever we can and i want to say um speaking of tough years um rest in peace to alex trebek he uh, passed away i think it was earlier yeah. today uh to pancreatic cancer um, that was, you know, he was been dying for a while and a lot of class in that man to be able to host that show. And just, you know, kind of reminds you of like Chadwick, right. Where he just kind of did his business and yeah. all of a sudden you wake up one day and he's just not here. And you didn't realize, at least for him, that there was like the struggle and putting on a brave face. We knew of Trebek's struggle, but he still put on that brave face. And even hosted a show like a couple days ago. So, I mean, yeah. I grew up, man, and he's just been on TV for all of our lives. So it's pretty crazy. 
You oh. could tune in at any. Oh, jeez. You could tune in at any time and and watch that show. And and he added, he never took away from the show. He only contributed to it. And and it'll be interesting to see who they decide to carry on his legacy. But but uh, um, I had uh, in a conversation with you guys before we started the show. There was a great interview that he did on Howard Stern a few years ago where they went much more in depth. They, t- they spoke for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And he talked about his childhood and how he began on this particular show. But it was a very honest and very well done interview. Howard uh, Stern is, is just a fantastic interviewer. Had Eddie Vedder on the other day for like two and a half hours. Uh, I, I sat through those two and a half hours just t- listening to every word because it was just took you down so many roads. But he did the same thing with, with Alex Trebek. So if you have a chance, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Find that interview with uh, with uh, Howard. I, I think you'll you'll really enjoy it and it'll give you so much more insight in, in, into the man. So. I'll, I'll, try, I'll try and I'll try and find it and throw it and link to it on the show. So like in the episode description, people can just clip to it. So hopefully I can find it uh, and I'm sure, but it's, it's crazy. And you know, like Howard is one of those guys, like Howard, like I know him, like, um, yeah. you know, like Howard Stern is one of those guys where he just knows when to shut up and he'll ask the right question and let that conversation go. He'll chime in something witty and charming um, and then just let the, let the host like take the conversation and get comfortable. So he's, he's mm-hmm. really good at that. Just like Manny is, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> a man, a man of many words. Um, do we have anything else to add? Anything you want to, um, you know, this is kind of the magic hour here where this is, you know, we spent the first 30 minutes before we recorded of just like catching up. We've been about an hour and 12 minutes now recording. <clears throat> So this is the magic minute. You want anything to say, Manny? Anything to uh, add to the people, the fans? Well, you know what? I'll just I'll let Alex, uh, Alex take it away. Here's our our guest tonight. Any anything you want to throw in there? No, no, thank you. I think we covered a lot of great stuff. I mean, the the Mandalorian. I'm so excited about where this is going and the world building that it's creating. Uh, you know, I saw Return of the Jedi as a kid ten times in the theater. I went, I saw it in the theater 10 times. I, I, I love that whole series. I, I, I love that whole world. I was there for Phantom Menace at three in the morning uh, for the screening. And uh, I was so disappointed. I was there for episode seven uh, and, and the subsequent uh, episodes. And I was so disappointed so I to have this world now being created is just so fantastic. I put this with Rogue One uh, and a couple of other books that have been written about the Star Wars universe that give me hope that there there's there's there can be and there will be uh, world building that will be done correctly. It it'll be done right. Uh, I, I I pretend that those. Other six episodes now don't exist. There was four, five, and six, and then a couple of other little things are happening, and then now we're taking off here on the Mandalorian. Yeah, it, it was like the first three were just about like just focus on Obi Wan exclusively. Yeah. Obi Wan. <laughs> That's yeah, it. yeah. And I'm looking forward to the Obi Wan. Hell yeah! They're supposed Hell to do. Yeah. They're supposed to do a show on that. So and, and you know, you and Ewan like understood. He appreciated Alex Guinness. He knew what the character like. 
and Ewan is great at everything. Let's be real. Like, so I'm, I'm excited to see that, but yeah, like, you know, like you, yeah, one thing I wanted to mention that I did mention earlier, um, Ahsoka Tano is supposed to be in the, the Mandalorian season two, which is even connecting yeah. to Clone Wars even more. So, right. you know, we're, we're starting to see the true lore, which brings fans in the original trilogy, the cartoons, um, and staying away from the, uh, the newer stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is what is making the show so successful. Absolutely. All right. Well said. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Alex, um, you know, we really enjoyed having you on. Yeah, man. This is a really it's a really good show. Um I, 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 really I, seamless. Yeah, there was a reason we wanted to have you on tonight because uh, you know, I know I know that you for a fact that you would bring a lot of great uh energy to it. And but also you would have a lot to say about the topic. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank for you sure. That's with your presence. Uh we'd love to have you back on, man, if, if that's okay with you. Yeah. 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 Let me know. Let me know. I appreciate it. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Absolutely, man. It, it, it's been a pleasure. You've been a great guest. And if Manny doesn't get um, distracted by watching haunted videos for the next 1400 <laughs> hours, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get another episode in and maybe we'll let like two Mandalorian. I think that would be like a good, you know, we'll, we'll table this for, you know, but it seems like having two episodes to talk about yeah. is a really nice chunk, you know, cause like one is like not enough. Yeah. You know, I feel like Tyrone Biggum's like, give me that extra hit, you know? So Speaking yeah, of, by the yeah. way, Chappelle was so damn good on SNL this week. He's so good on everything. I I miss him in my life, like on on TV. Like he's so good. Um, nothing Star Wars related, nothing nerdy related. Chappelle yeah. is just the man. It was very good. It, it reminds me, if you haven't seen it, Bill Burr was on a couple oh, of weeks ago. So he was fantastic. Him. His his monologue was spot on. So good. So direct. I mean, it, it takes you back to those comedians that they make you laugh. Yeah, they make you think and they kind of make, you know, they make you say like, whoa, did he really just say that? Right. right? The George Carlin types, Richard Pryor types. Exactly, exactly. Should I be laughing at that kind of thing? Well, yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, and it's also like, remember, it's a comedy show, number one, but also right. number two, jokes are usually a little subtle hints at truths that we yep. all laugh at but then when we shut up the program we're like damn hmm. am i an asshole for laughing at that yeah. <laughs> probably <laughs> probably um i think that's gonna do it for us um this has been a really fun episode that alex again thank you very much for joining everybody um please be safe wear a mask don't be dumb and um just keep your family safe that's that's all i got yeah, man. Well, you know how you guys can find us if you're listening right now. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or wherever social media at the Nerd Lot. Um, but also, if you are listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts and you haven't already done so, do us a solid. Leave us a review right yeah. there because it kind of helps out with the algorithm and all that. Gives us a little more exposure and all that. And I probably shouldn't call people dumb before they leave a review. But just leave one anyway. Even if you want to just talk mad shit about me, it's fine. (laughs) All right, everybody. You've been listening to The Nerd Lot. My name is Manny. My name is Brandon. Thank you, Alex, for being on. And uh, we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody.